Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity that we could be co-laborers together as we study the Word of God. I want to deal with a topic today on God versus evolution. God versus evolution. Now, I understand that this is a big topic, okay, and I by no means am going to exhaust this topic, but I do want to give you a couple simple points from the Word of God from the God side of evolution. I'm not going to promote the evolution side or the theory of evolution on this podcast because I believe with all of my heart that it is a lie, but I do want to promote the God side of creation. And that being said, the side where men, women, boys, and girls see God in creation, and they look at their self, and they realize that there's a supreme being that created them, that they were not created from a, from a puddle of pond water 45 million years ago, a single-cell organism that evolved into what we see today, but that we were created from the beginning, an intelligent creature created by an, an infinite God. And so the first thing I want you to see about creation and the fact that God is the one who created, it was not evolution, is that man's creation was different. Man's creation was different. Look in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, in verse number 27. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, in verse number 27. The Bible says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now, of course, evolution will teach you that we evolved over millions of years into this supreme being that we see today. But if you believe the Bible, if you're a creationist, you very simply believe Genesis 1.27, where the Bible says, so God created man. And not, not that God did not have a pattern for man, because man was created in the image of God. And then man was created, and also woman was created separately. They did not both start out in a puddle of pond water 45 million years ago and evolve into what we see today with the differences that men and women have, but they were created by a supreme being, that being being God, and he created them male and female. He created them for that reason so that they could so that they could replenish the earth and that the family structure could be obtained through a male and a female body. And then the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 7. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I, this is the Lord talking, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him." I want you to see in man's creation that man was created, and by that we mean mankind, which includes men, women, boys, and girls. Mankind was created for the glory of God. He said, for I have created him for my glory, so that we would bring honor and glory to God. Evolution teaches more of a dog-eat-dog world where you have to be supreme and be on top, whereas Christianity teaches that we were all created different, but that we were all created in the image of the same God who loved us 
so much that he gave us life. The Bible said he has formed us. He has made us there in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number seven. And then Malachi chapter two and verse number 10, the book of Malachi chapter two in verse number 10, right there at the start of the verse, have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? Testifying again there in the book of Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, that God created us and that we are all created by one God. It's not that we evolved from pond water. And you say, are you making fun of the evolutionist? No, I'm not making fun of the evolutionist. I want the evolutionist to come to the personal relationship that I have with the Lord Jesus Christ. I would love for them to see the folly of their way. I'm not by any means uh, intellectual as some of the evolutionists are. They could probably, no doubt, um, far, far surpass me in intellectual knowledge. But I'm glad that I'm not so smart that I got past the point where I didn't believe that there was a God out there that I can't look at the sky and go, God created that. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 45, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 45, at the start of the verse again. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. God, very simply, in the book of Genesis, created a man. That man was intellectually smart, That man was formed just like I am. That man had a knowledge of God, and that man was created by God. He did not evolve over millions of years from a tadpole in a pile of pond water into the intricate being we see today. No, instead, man was created by a supreme being, and that supreme being being God. And then the book of Genesis, chapter number 1 In verse number 20, the book of Genesis, chapter number one, in verse number 20, I want to show you the difference that God sets between the creation of animals and man. Now, the evolutionist will tell you this, that we all started one little speck of a single cell organism in a bucket of pond water somewhere, and we all evolved into these different beings as a way of making ourselves better. Now you say, that really takes a lot of faith, and it really does take a lot of faith. I'm glad I just believe the Bible. And you know, really, I I hate to get off on a rant here, but while we're here, let's just go on and deal with it. If you can believe the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1, where the Bible says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, you won't have any problem believing the rest of the Bible. You won't have to put faith in the fact that 45 million years have passed and you don't really have a clear-cut plan of how you got here. No, you just take the Bible and you just believe the Bible. But I do want to show you in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 20 the distinction between the animals and man. Let's Let's begin reading in verse number 20, and we're going to read a lengthy portion of Scripture. The Bible said, And God said, Now, I want you to understand that God was not laboring to be able to make man. God was not laboring to be able to make the animals. 
He just very simply said it, and it happened. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowls that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth which the water brought forth abundantly, after their kind. Remember that, after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Very simply, God created all the sea creatures. God created all the fowls. And that makes a distinction in the difference of how evolutionists believe that we started off in water and then came to land. The Bible is very clear that God created animals in water. God created animals on the land. God created animals in the sky. And God created mankind. Verse 22, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let fowls multiply in the earth. If you'll notice, these animals were created, the Bible says, after their kind, meaning very simply, and I don't have time to get into the the major differences, but there's a difference between a whale and a dolphin. Dolphins produce dolphins. Whales produce whales. They don't cross they don't cross in their breedings where you have a, a dolphin and a whale. No, it's, it's different. They, they produce after their kind. Robins produce robins. Sparrows produce sparrows. Eagles produce eagles. It's very simple. And you say, it takes a lot to believe that. No, it doesn't take a lot to believe that because I just very simply believe that there's a God that created all this. It takes a lot more to believe that we started out with some giant explosion and evolved into the complexity that you see in creation today. Why not just believe the Bible and accept what it is that God says? Verse number 24, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Remember, after his kind. Cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after, er- after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Very simply, God saw that it was good. And the cattle that God created are still the same cattle we see today. The snakes that God created, still the same snakes we see today. God created these animals after their kind. And then verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Again, we'll notice the difference between the animals and man that was created. Verse number 28, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God made it very distinct, and it's very clear that the animals and man were created differently for different purposes, and they maintain the same consistency from creation until now. Now, I understand that some animals have went extinct. I also understand that from history, we can see that some animals have undergone some small changes 
in their makeup from thousands of years ago until now. I understand that. But overall, the animals have maintained the same thing that God created in the beginning when he created the animals and man separately. And then let's go over to the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and verse number 11. The book of Genesis, chapter 1 and verse number 11. I want to read verses 11 and 12 and show you that not only was man created different, not only was animals created different, but also plants were created different. Verse number 11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and fruit trees yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now God created by himself single-handedly all the grass, all the flowers, all the trees. Now, some trees produce fruit, some do not. But God created all of those entities, all of those plants, all of those trees separately. He created them all in the beginning, and they all reproduce after their kind. That's why you can't cross an apple and a pear. You can't cross a walnut and a chestnut. They're different. Plants also follow their kind because that's the way that God created it. Now, you say, I, I believe in evolution. My friend, I'm, I'm not sorry for you. I just wish that you could see that it's so much simpler than that, than that we have something that started 45 million years ago in water as a single-cell organism, and it spun up over a million of years into a man and a woman and the differences between them and the fact that they're able to reproduce after their kind. And animals and fish and birds and creeping things, and they're able to produce after their kind. And then also trees. Some produce fruit, some do not. Some, their leaves fall off in the winter, some they do not. Some grass grows and all of that started through a process called evolution. It's just so much simpler to accept the Bible as our final authority and believe that God trumps evolution. If it were not so, then we'd have walnut and pecan trees, and they'd call them palnuts. We'd have roses and daisies, and they'd call them raisies. We'd have pine and hickory, and you'd call it pickery. All these things would, would cross-breed. Cross they would cross-contaminate. They would cross-mutate, mu- and they don't. They don't. They're all different because that's the way that God created them. And then lastly, I'd like for you to go to the book of Genesis, chapter number 7. The book of Genesis, chapter number 7. All right, as we've dealt with God versus evolution. We've dealt with that man was created separately, that animals were created separately, and that plants were created separately. And I know those categories are are just big subheadings with a lot of little titles underneath each, but I think for time's sake, we can understand that. And now I'd like to deal here in the book of Genesis chapter 7, in verse number 11, 
with the catastrophic flood that took place because mankind was sinful and had turned away from God. That flood is what produced all of these fossil records that the evolutionists say proved it took millions of years for us to develop. Now, let's read here in the book of Genesis, chapter 7, and verse number 11 about this. The Bible says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. You'll notice that it wasn't just rain that was going on, but actually the great depths in the, in the world broke up and water began to pour out of them. Verse number 12, And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with him, into the ark. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. Notice here that Noah only took with him in the ark the animals that breathed air. He did not take the sea creatures. Why? Because the earth was flooded. Verse number 16. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded them, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the water increased and bare up the ark, and it was lift up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heavens were covered. You'll notice here that everything that had dirt on it was covered. All the high hills were covered with water. Fifteen cubits upward did the water prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowls and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life. And all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance that was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowls of heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. Now what's happened here is basically the whole earth, the highest mountain on the planet, was covered with water. And what happened was every animal, every creeping thing, every tree, every man was mixed. If we could say it this way, simplicity speaking, if we could say it this way, was mixed into a giant bowl. And as that happened, rock and sediment began to cover these things. And that is where you get the fossil records from because you had a catastrophic flood upon the earth. So it's not, it's not proven in fossil records. The Bible proves very clearly where those fossil records came from. And I'd like to say by way of closing that there's something that the evolutionist is not going to tell you, and that's this, that man has a God conscience. 
inside each and every man, woman, boy, and girl. There's a void that only Jesus Christ can fill. And it's possible that there's somebody listening to this podcast right now that you listen to this podcast because you believe in evolution, but you really, in your heart, you know it's not right. And what that is, is that's God trying to draw you to himself so that you can have that personal relationship with Christ. See, the evolutionist teaches this dogmatic hierarchy that man must be able to achieve to be the dominant one. Whereas God teaches that we were all created different. We were all created to bring honor and glory to his name. The reason that I might be a little taller than the average man is because God didn't want me to be short. The reason that some people are a little heavier than others is because God didn't want them to be skinny. And one of the greatest things you can ever do as a man, woman, boy, or girl is just accept the fact that God made you the way you are to bring honor and glory to His name and that you were not created from a puddle of pond water started off as a single-cell organism and over 45 million years evolved into what you see today. But we were created by a supreme being that when he created us, he had us on his mind because he wanted us to love him and he wanted to love us. Now, if there's any way that we can help you, we're easy to get a hold of there at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That'll be our email address. It's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Godspeed to the brethren.